welcome to the ECG podcast, a show where some East Coast buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to hang out and discuss our love of video games. On this week's episode for February 21st, 2020, we're looking ahead to the upcoming PAX East. Uh, we've got several members going to check out some video games. We're going to talk in particular about what they're excited to play. We're going to be discussing our first look at Outriders, a pretty dope looking video game that we got uh, kind of a uh, deep-ish dive this week um, and then finally we're going to talk a little bit about uh, tempers and, and angers and video games um, all spawned off from a that tweet blue from fool. Yeah. At, uh, blue Ninja. means sadness he needs to take that and... <laughs> hey man keep keep it till, the, uh, t- till we get to the topic <laughs> but I, I like it I like that everyone's fired up about this I'm one of your hosts of course uh, Chris Waterman uh, from Jacksonville Florida tonight I'm joined by Robbie Bobby Miller sounds a little more sober this uh, this week from uh, Baltimore yes hi I didn't even know I was here last week so yeah I hope it was great I'm afraid it, to listen to it it was fantastic uh, my wife said she was gonna listen to it and she hasn't spoken to me today so I uh, I don't know what to find out with brown hogs or happening or not yeah that was pretty great I, man yeah it was fantastic of course, we got um, Zach from Boston, Massachusetts. Zach Cassell. I can no longer get my hands on The Last of Us at PAX East. I'm sorry. I'm Rip. so mad about that. It's okay, man. I feel like it is fun to play a game, you know, um, like to kind of have that that excitement to like get your hands on a game like early, like with Borderlands we did um, at uh, Guardian Con last year. But it's also kind of frustrating because like you just want to keep playing it. You know, you're like, ah, yeah, well, there was good. a lot of games like Doom and other things. That, OK, I'll get on. Yeah, now it's all good, man. And then, of course, not last but not least, we got from the tip of America's dick, George Arevalo from Miami, Florida. Swing. What up? What up? <laughs> all right. So uh, let's jump into it. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead. Since, you know, we kind of touched on packs already there in an intro let's uh, jump right into the packs so uh bobby did i understand from the chat uh, our little discord chat that you were going to for at least a day now I, I was trying um it doesn't seem like especially now with <laughs> my wife is not concerned with the coronavirus thank you sony uh you had to spread that news i do know that there are the, the i've been to packs two or three times now and i do know that there are a lot of people from foreign countries but i i highly doubt that sony needed to cancel yeah, it's probably more of a safe than sorry thing. But so that means I think we just have Zach on the show tonight because Adam yeah, well, is it, uh, was oh, not available to record. Yeah. So Zach, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> you got the spotlight on you and you get to talk about all the things that you want to play, which is yes, awesome. It's all on so you, buddy. I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you take over here and you tell us uh, what it is you're excited to play. Um, well, right off the bat, the game I'm most excited to play, and I'm sure the vast majority of people that are going to be going to PAX East are excited to play, is the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Just everything that like you hear listening to other podcasts and stuff, or just like, coverage, uh, you know, on the web, is just like been glowing about this game. And I never beat the original. I never got too far into it, but I I did play it. Um. So I don't hold it in as such high regards as a lot of people do, but I understand how beloved that game is. And uh, it is crazy seeing it, like seeing the side-by-side comparisons of that game, like what it looked like versus what it is now. And I just can't wait to see that for myself. And I'm hoping they give us like a good 10, 15 minute, uh, you know, walkthrough. That's a pretty big game to only play for like, I feel five minutes. You won't even really be able to get a feel for it. So I'm hoping they give us like 10, 15 minutes with the game. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the game that I am most excited to play when I go there. They, uh, 
they have the the game uh gtfo did you guys hear about that game yeah get the out yeah, yeah. I, I sort uh, for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar, uh, give, give us a brief explanation. All right, I'm gonna look up the exact synopsis of the game, but it's pretty much um, I'm it's like got left for left for dead vibes. Where's the number? Is a terrifying four player co op game for the hardcore first person shooter player from the game designer that brought you the payday frame. So maybe it's more akin to payday. Let's see. It says terrifying first-person shooter, though, so that leads me to believe it's probably yeah. not. Yeah, like, all right, like, here's, here's the, the gameplay description of it. Players form a team of four scavengers who are forced to explore the vast underground complex while searching for valuable artifacts. Uh, complicating the process is the presence of hideous monsters who have overrun the whole area. The player must gather weapons, tools, and resources to survive and work to unearth the answer about the past and how to escape. So, so you think you'll be able to do co-op at PAX with it? I imagine that yeah. would be like a no-brainer for them. Yeah, what I'm what I'm assuming is is they'll they'll have what maybe like ten stations set up when, with like front to back TVs of four uh, four players, so they'll go and have uh, four uh, whatever a bunch of groups of four players going through and, and running through a mission. Um, it'd be pretty cool if they they jack the difficulty up and uh, keep like a leaderboard type deal at at packs. Uh, I feel like that'd be pretty cool. Uh, having those kinds of things uh, at these is is pretty good. Although it does kind of drive up the weight a little bit longer because people want to get their names up there. Yeah, but uh, I feel is like that that'd be pretty cool. Thing at PAX, I've never been, so like uh, they, they often have like high scores and stuff like that. Uh yes. So they'll they'll have um, games where they'll do like you know who can uh, like uh, the game Dauntless last year had uh, they were introducing a brand new behemoth at that time and, and like nobody could take the behemoth down. So they were like keeping track of people who were able to take it down. And I'm pretty sure you got like rewarded for it. And um, there were other games there too. Uh, a lot of in indie games would do it. They would have like leaderboards, literally like uh, white whiteboards out in front of their games and everything. You would go sit down and if you had the fastest run or whatever, they would, you know, put your name up on that whiteboard. And it's, you know, it's gotta be pretty satisfying walking back and forth and, peeking to see if your name is still up there and it's still there so uh yeah i feel like uh this kind of game would be perfect for that kind of thing to see how fast you, you can escape or how far you can get into the um the area before you die or something like that you guys like uh in, into that kind of thing like does that interest you yeah i mean i love left for dead i love the uh, evolve like um did like you Friday play payday 15th. i never played payday so i don't i don't have any um, uh, that, it's but. it's pretty cool so what what payday is is you're a team of bank robbers and you go in and you can like uh walk around the bank and scout the bank and figure out how to go in with there's like multiple entries into the bank you can do it all stealth you could go in guns blazing like there's multiple different ways you can rob the bank you could blow a hole through like the back wall get in that way you could like kill a security guy take his key and go in that way so like this the game is like choices galore so like it's going to be interesting to see how they implement that kind of thing into a, a a horror game like this where you're trying to survive instead of sneak into some place so yeah it's definitely uh a, a good um well you know sounding in co-op game and everything uh definitely yeah, be just in general i love a co-op game like that where like you know you can hop on with some friends play for like a pretty you know like reasonable window like half hour to an hour say for like around I think that's what attracts me about battle royale games you know sometimes and then like you can just like put it down like it's minimal time commitment it's a ton of fun like you get a lot of bang for your buck in games like that where like it's a one more round kind of thing 
So yeah, um, definitely sounds cool. How about you, uh, George or um, Bobby? Other you guys play Payday? I I haven't. Um, I could be talked into playing just about any co-op game, but I've never really gravitated towards the horror shooters type thing. Um, for the most part. <laughs> Sorry, I had to mute my mic there. I was coughing. Um, <clears throat> well, that's that's cool. Is it um like console agnostic? Is it on everything? Um, Zach, do you know? Uh, let's see. For systems that it's on. I'm being lazy. I just I didn't know what you were gonna say. What, what games you were gonna talk says, about? So I didn't look anything up ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, it just says from what I'm reading right here, Windows. Mm-mm. You gotta imagine though, most things that come to PC first, like are ported to console eventually if they're successful. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. I guess had an initial release. Oh, in yeah, December 9th, twenty nineteen, for Microsoft Windows on Steam's mm-hmm. early access to a positive user. Re- cool. Seems like a Game Pass game if I ever saw one. Oh man, that would be so good. Very cool. All right, on to the next one. What else you got, man? Um, they, where is it? Uh, Control. I'm hoping that they're showing off the um, the DLC for that. There. Um, I love the story in that game. So I just I in just the world in general. So uh, anything to go further into that is is a plus. Um, Doom's gonna be there. Um, That's what I'm most jealous of now that The Last of Us is not gonna be at PAX. Is the fact that. <laughs> excuse me that you get your hands on doom early man holy shit i'm jealous yeah i i can't i can't wait to play it i'm actually planning on beating doom 2016 before i go so that's gonna make its way into my uh into my xbox within the next couple shit, days shit yeah i'm throwing that into the streaming rotation once i beat bloodstain i've decided that's going to be the uh, game i alternate you know with Sekiro or whatever i'm playing after i beat Sekiro because i'm i'm blitzing through but continue um those were really, oh, and yeah, those were really the only um, like bigger named games that I was um, looking forward to. Uh, I kind of just like going in there and being surprised by all the games I had no idea about. Um, like Lemnus Gate, uh, those guys coming back out, do you know? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I'll have to check their Discord. I'm a, I'm a member over there, so I'll, I'll check that out. That'd be awesome if that game was there because yeah, they, they, be cool to get always... Adam's perspective, you know, like. Because we talked yes. about it last year. But. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, that would be super cool. So he could, you know, see what we talked about, and it's just obviously be much more evolved from where it was at that point. Um, so yeah, there's. So yeah, that's that's I that's kind of like my thing when I go into packs. Uh, there's only a few games that I really like want to go and see, and then I, I like to be surprised by everything else. So that way, you know, uh, every every you know everywhere I turn, it's it, it's a game that I didn't know about. Um, or maybe, you know, a game that I've heard about that I didn't know was going to be there, but like just by looking at the name, you know, if I saw the game, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that game. So, you know, I, I like doing that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've just been like the, for the from the list of games that they have, I've just been going in and, and Googling a few of them here and there. Um, I'm looking up one right here called Hellpoint, an intense action RPG taking place on uh, a, a different planet. Is my mic? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Can you hear us? you find dude oh my god he's i think i'm having some okay yeah sorry just everything kind of paused for a second sorry about that uh listeners now as i'm not a pax uh east veteran um i like i know borderlands did some like you know announced was announced right like at officially at pax or Uh, like the first look i guess was like given or something like the first big look are there announcements that come out of pax like like um Traditionally, is it something where we can expect some bombs? Um, yeah, I mean, every now and then they'll they'll come out with um, like a, a surprise announcement or something. Like you, you know, when you see um, 
like everybody knew that Borderlands three was going to be announced uh, when um, Gearbox had a panel last year. They have another one this year, and they're going to be, I guess, debuting maybe concepts for the movie or something because Eli Roth just signed on to be the director of the movie. Um, so yeah, apparently Randy Pitcher wasn't supposed to let that slip. He deleted that tweet. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was probably yeah. It was probably... up for a while, man, because I scrolled past that on my feed a couple times today. So um, yeah, but um, whoops. I I don't remember in the times that I I've gone five times I believe and like I don't remember going in there being a panel where they like dropped an announcement like shocking everybody for a new game or something like that. Um, unveiling like first looks at new games and stuff. Yeah, they do that at these all the time. Like this year, they're doing I think Baldur's Gate three is, oh, is that'd be gonna, cool. I've never played yeah, any of them, but like three has me very interested. I know, I know. Adam said he's super pumped for that. So, like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. Like, uh, a super fan, especially one that we're gonna be able to talk to, like, get their perspective on that gameplay reveal trailer and everything. You guys should, um, you know, if you can, if you have room in your suitcase, back out podcast mic and do like a little, like, like drunken podcast or something. Like, when you get back to your hotel room, uh, or at the end of it or something. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be cool. I think I'm gonna bring my podcast stuff to uh, GCX for this year, and. <clears throat> My prediction is that is either going to be a really great uh, conference this year because it's only grown year to year and it, and it started to grow exponentially. And, uh, you know, it's coming off the heels of E3. So presumably we'll have a lot of stuff um, announced between now and then because we don't know much about what's coming out in the fall with the new console launch. Possible that they may even have like, you know, something playable on a new console. It's a stretch, but it'd be cool if one like if the PS5 or like the uh, Series X were there. Um, but, um, there's, that's possibility. One possibility too, is it, it like, there's nothing <laughs> and it's not good. So I hope it's not that, but, um, I'm looking forward, uh, to, to doing another con. I'm, I'm sad that like PAX East is just butts up too close to my Japan trip. Cause I would have considered going this year probably. Um, but alas, it's always next year. That's okay. right. Yeah. And we, my wife and I tend to alternate, um, like we, you know, we usually do like a domestic and an international trip like every year. And we tend to alternate like you know, between the fall and spring with the international trip and then vice versa with the domestic to kind of keep it fresh and, you know, have like different times that we're going places like throughout the year and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Anything else uh, that's there that you're looking forward to? Like maybe not even game wise, but like panel wise, like um, I again, I'll I'll be honest with you. I've not looked much at the schedule or anything since I'm not going, but Um, there wasn't any panels that stood out to me like that i had to go to um the only ones that i i usually do go to are like those game reveals or if it's a developer that i'm i'm into or something like that like i really don't go to the ones where like they talk about like you know gamers and the community and and stuff like that um not that there's anything wrong with those panels it's just not how i want to spend my time at pax so ask george about watching the uh, panel about (laughs) about twitch streaming at guardian con how much you like that <laughs> yeah, like like one of them's holding Ocarina, exploring religion in the Legend of Zelda. Like, I feel like that'd be a cool panel, but like, I don't want to sit down and spend an hour and a half of my time listening to that when I could be playing games. You know? Yeah. See, that's the hard part. Is some of the panels were cool. Like, I missed the Final Fantasy 15 panel because they were but, full. Uh, yeah, I am totally. Um, <clears throat> I'm kind of with you there. Like, I <coughs> excuse me. I think my favorite panel from. <clears throat> Guardian Con was actually they did like a it was like a called a ride along where they had some bungee devs taking you through some dungeons and like uh, the actual designers could like you know pause the 
about footage and like show you stuff and like you know it was really really fucking cool um so i like that kind of stuff the behind the scenes game design stuff you hear oh, me what happened no i think your mic cut out of something and bobby was talking and then you just came right back in <laughs> over i was bobby. wondering i didn't know if anybody could hear me that was for a second can you hear nope. me? Some I can hear some people now. Hello, me? can you hear us? Is my thing jacked up? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah we can, can hear, hear you. you. We can okay. hear you. I don't okay. think you can hear us. Can you not hear me, Chris? Wait, you said you could hear me. Chris, can you hear can me? Over to somebody else if this keeps up because my hear connection Zach? seems to be fine. But can, yeah, ask him if you can hear yeah, me. Zach's, Zach's talking. I don't know if you can hear him. It's coming in and out. So I'm gonna let somebody else out. take over hosting for a second. Um, Welcome to the ECG Games <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You're a natural. <laughs> Chris, who? <laughs> I didn't even know what was happening. Go ahead. Yeah. I was reading and then I. What, I were, you, what were you saying, George. though, Bobby? You were saying something that. Well, you... I was saying that I. There, there. It's sad because there's certain packs, panels. Like, I, I got mad last year when I was with a friend that uh, apparently it was all inclusive on me uh, last year. Uh, and then we luckily got to the Borderlands panel, but. I know that there were other panels that I would like to see, like Nathan Fillion's. I missed that. I was so mad I missed that panel. But but like the Final Fantasy one back in 15, 2015, I think they gave out like little USB uh, USB 16 gigabyte or 32 gigabyte sticks. Like some of them are cool. They give out giveaways, but some of them are just, you, you wonder why you're there. I, I've seen some of them where I, I've walked out because it was God boring and, and it, it could have been like that Twitch stream, like how to be a Twitch streamer once. Uh, I've seen some of those and... Yeah, it just doesn't work out. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure anybody can submit to have a panel. And yeah, and apparently since Sony pulled out, all the panels have like like doubled. Like all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of new panels. So. One, uh, there's there's another cool one. I, I'm I'm super big into Bioware games, so they have one that's all's fair in love and Bioware. Deep diving into <laughs> the roman romances of Bioware titles and how they impact the stories. Uh, that still do this day and are cons- still do to this day and are considered some of the greatest in gaming to date. We also battle it out to see who's the ultimate Bioware love interest. Like that'd be super cool, but like uh, I don't know if I'd want to. It's at nine o'clock at night too. See, yeah, definitely. But yeah, there's there's a bunch of cool stuff uh, like that. Like it, usually, what I do if I go to this and I go to the panels, I like to go to the um, the live podcast. So like Game Scoop will be there, and uh, What's Good Games will be there. Up Up Down Down will be there. Um, I'm sure some other ones that I, I I'm not uh, I I don't know about. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, those are usually down, what down, I like they to fill do. up pretty quick. Oh yeah, they all do. Like, all man, all of the big name. Bad, you better go quick. All of the bigger name uh, podcasts usually like anything IGN, anything kind of funny, anything. Oh, yeah. Tea, yeah, Xavier uh, Woods was making fun of everybody. That didn't get in the line. We walked past looking at the uh, like the special die that they make the dice and everything. And Xavier Woods was on the little micro megaphone like make fun of everybody. That didn't get in his line. And it was just, it was fantastic. Yeah, he he's he's got no shame. <laughs> Not at all. That's what makes it. That's what that's what makes him so good. He's the oh, king. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's other other than uh, that, like they got the board game section and everything at PAX, which I I check out every year too. I always like finding a, a board game or two that I didn't know about uh, that piques my interest, and I'll, I'll pick one of those up. Uh, I try and squeeze in a D and D game just because I I never play, so going there to play and like pretty much being guided through it's pretty cool. So. Uh, that's really fun. Uh, it's just all around like a good good time. Uh, I can't wait. It's one of, one of my favorite times of the year. Excellent. Well, it seems like my, I mean, fingers crossed, mic and headphones and everything or whatever it was like is all stabilized. So I'm going to continue. Um, <clears throat> uh, next next up, we got Outriders. 
a game from People Can Fly and Square Enix, published by Square Enix, developed by People Can Fly, who made um, Bulletstorm. Um, got a, a first like big uh, look at it. It looks like a nice uh, kind of dark-ish um, sci-fi like shooter. Um, it's got one to three player uh, drop-in, uh, drop-out co-op. It uh, looks fucking dope, man. What did you guys think of it? For those of you that, you know, kind of were had your finger on the pulse this week with that game. And I, I mean, I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, I This game came out of nowhere for me. I don't know if there was any rumblings of it um, before this dropped. Uh, I had personally never heard of it. Um, but I immediately got some serious Mass Effect vibes. And as I dug into it, um, it looks like they're going the, uh, the looter shooter uh, route. Um, it looks like this this might be what, you know, uh, maybe some competition to, well, I don't know. Uh, hopefully this game could be what Anthem uh, was not. Um, it seems to go down that uh, that route. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. You know, I you know, hopefully they do it right. Um, Square Enix has a, a big year. Uh, it's this year too. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out. It looks it looks like it's going to launch with um, with the, the next gen consoles because I, I saw on commercial for it September it's like PS5, PS4. So is it September? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So Man. so that that'll be super cool. I wonder this is will be like you know one of the big titles for. For next gen, I wonder if it's going to be optimized for that system. Um, but I'm pretty excited for it, man. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I think it looks uh, really cool. It, it came out of nowhere. I think for for most people, like you know, regular fans like us um, who aren't in the in the in the in the loop or anything like that. So yeah, I think it, it looked real solid. I think the gameplay looks cool. The concept is awesome. The different powers and how they all meld with each other and everything. And that that's a thing, like you said, it gave me Mass Effect vibes, how you can uh, combo your powers off each other and everything. Yeah, I saw also, I was reading something that it's not, it's not intended to be like a live service game. So uh, the expectation is that you're going to get a full game at launch. You know, not so, ideally not something that's going to need some time to settle in, um, which is really cool. If I'm not mistaken, I think some of the people that worked on Gears are going to be on this, which makes sense because I saw a lot of like cover cover mechanics in some of the gameplay footage that I watched. Um, so that's kind of what reminded me of Mass Effect, but you know, a little bit of Mass Effect, a little bit of Gears, a little bit of um, Destiny type. Um, you know, I don't Definitely think heavy uh, Gears of War vibes for sure. Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to knock off a Destiny entirely with a game like this because I think Destiny's first person gunplay is about as good as it gets, uh, in terms of you know, actually shooting things. Um, while I love third person shooters. Uh, they tend to not always stand up to the first-person combat, in my opinion, especially for a game like this. But but I'm excited for it to be something different. Um, and if this could be what Anthem could not, or at the very least, a, a pretty awesome RPG experience. Uh, the story seems pretty cool. Um, I, I'm I'm pumped about it, man. I, I don't want to set my hopes too high. Um, but um, man, if this game delivers, um, you know, it could be it could be really big. Yeah, I mean, I honestly would take something on the scale of Borderlands, right, where <clears throat> you can, like, play through the campaign, then there's, like, some replayability, but, like, it's satisfying to just play through the campaign and level up your character to, like, max level, which usually you pick or get close to at the end of Borderlands. Like, I'd totally be fine with that, honestly, if that's all this game was. Um, if it's meaty enough, like, I think I'd rather have a quality experience that you do once or twice if you, like, really love it, 
you know, versus one that like is just filler and like grindy for the sake of grindy without any kind of subs. That's just my personal preference. Uh, real quick, I just found out that uh, they will be at least somebody from people, the lead writer of People Can Fly is going to be at PAX East uh, talking about the game. Oh, cool. So maybe you'll get some more footage or something like that to, to look at. That'd be kind of kind of neat. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's going to, it's actually, that would see, that's like one of the panels I'd be interested in going to because he's going to be talking about like the whole process of coming up with the brand new sci fi world and all that. And I feel like that'd be like really cool to hear about. Yeah, I hope something refreshing you know because uh the story that i read is is pretty cool it seems like the premise is obviously post-apocalyptic to a degree it looks like there's this uh this event or this storm called the anomaly that uh basically wipes out a lot of life but also gives and um people powers and also corrupts some of them including your character uh and then something about like you being put to put into like hibernation uh, or cryo or whatever for a certain amount of time and, and being like you know humanity's last hope type thing so i mean it seems like a like a cool story it doesn't seem like an like um at least on paper it doesn't seem like the premise is anything that we haven't seen before um but for me these games are all about you know the journey and the execution character development and all that stuff if all that delivers it's going to be a hit i'm sure we'll talk about this a lot more uh, throughout the year yeah, I'm sure there'll be an uh, an info overload on it uh, come E3. I'm sure they'll pretty much blow the gates off it. I'm assuming to at Square's panel to really, you know, because we couldn't really see exactly what this game entails off the the brief gameplay thing that they gave us. It was more of just a to uh, whet your appetite, uh, so to speak. So I definitely. How do you guys? What's up? How do you, how do you guys feel about this? So this is essentially coming out around the same time as uh, Avengers, right? Oh yeah, I'm all over Avengers first. <clears throat> I just feel like that's kind of like a, a odd, uh, odd strategy for Square Enix launching two titles at the. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that you mentioned it, that is both of them. I know it wasn't the intention uh, originally, but um, makes you wonder. And it should be noted, I see conflicting information where I've, I've seen September and I've seen Holiday 2020, but yeah, have two every games of service. Video, I think every official <laughs> video I've seen says Holiday. Yeah, um, that's probably more likely, honestly. And, and I think uh, Avengers Avengers is September, right? Mm-hmm. I would not so, be surprised at all if this game gets pushed. Not to get out of the way of Avengers or anything, but just because that happens a lot with these kind of games. And I think if you're a major fucking publisher and you have not learned from games like Destiny, Destiny 2, The Division, Division 2, by yeah. now, like an anthem, like the writing's on the wall. Like when this shit comes out, it needs to feel good. It needs to play well, and it needs to have substance. Like that. That's like that's the that's it, man. Like, and if it doesn't, like it's it is the death knell for a while. Um, if you're well established enough, you can weather the storm and make it better, and people come back and love it. You know, like your Final Fantasy 14s, your Destinies, whatever. I, you know, but if you're not a well established franchise, um or you don't recover quickly enough, like, you know, it, it can really hurt your brand, you know? Um, so uh, I would not be surprised if this gets pushed like into like spring of next year or something, but we'll see. I hope not, but the game looks a lot, like even watching the gameplay footage, it just seems a lot more, a lot further along than other games, you know, for it to, I wonder how long it's been in the works, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I didn't like watch anything with like commentary. Like I just kind of flicked through some footage. Um, so I didn't really hear them talking about it too much. Um, I compare that to like 
what Avengers looked like when they when they showed some trailer footage. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was just like, wow, this game, this game looks looks good, looks ready to go. Looks, you'd think it's coming out like next month or something like that, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, but with with what they're trying to do with Avengers too, like you're seeing like campaign missions and like their ambitions. If I had to guess, I don't think the campaign is what held up the development it's the other shit it's the co-op missions and the like all that stuff because again if that's not fun to play like there's no point putting it out because yeah people will shit all over it and it probably would distract people from buying the game even the people that just want to play the you know the single player stuff if they hear that stuff's not good so you don't want that now did you guys play gears judgment and bulletstorm the prior generation where remember like when like single player games were shoehorned with fucking where it didn't make sense i hope we're not getting back to that where like every game that comes out feels like it needs to have like a game games of service thing like i just hope we don't get back to that because that was dumb it was dumb all around all right anybody else want to weigh in on outriders oh man uh yeah i was i was just asking if you guys played gears judgment or or um bulletstorm i played bulletstorm on ps3 i have not played either. middle finger all right <laughs> let's uh let's move on uh to the final you know like a topic topic for uh th- this episode which is <clears throat> about you know uh, anger i guess and, and controlling your emotions in video games and how serious you know we should take video games ninja tweeted out on february 18th so two days ago the phrase it's just a game is such a weak mindset you are okay with what happened, losing imperfection of a craft. When you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice. There's always something to learn and always room for improvement. Never, never settle. So picking this apart for a second, um, I think the second part of that tweet, there's always something to learn, always room for improvement and never settle. Like that on its own is fine. Uh, when you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice. And like that's where... I think a lot of people take issue. Um, you're okay with what happened, losing the imperfection of a craft. Like getting, uh, if, when you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice. Like I, I understand maybe what he's trying to say here, but um, this guy just has some shitty takes. Number one, like hit the whole thing where he tweeted out about kickers and football. I don't know if you guys remember that it was one of the most asinine things ever. Um, where he said that, you know, kickers should never miss uh, in, fo- in NFL football because it's easy or whatever. Um, yeah, did you guys remember that? I do remember that. And then, like, his reply to somebody that said, like, you know, like, they basically copied his tweet and talked about Fortnite, like how pro Fortnite players should never miss a shot. And he was like, that's stupid. You have to move around. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was just like, really? Like, oh, yeah, because when you're a kicker in football, you don't. But anyway, I digress. Um uh, you know, I think it's uh, there's a perception still with um, with gamers and video gaming. You know, kind of rage, toxic masculinity. Um, I don't you know, think it's anger. a perception. Uh, I mean, it absolutely is in some circles. I think to people outside of gaming, it it is like. I think it's a reality, though. I don't. That's what I mean. Like, I don't think it's. Uh, oh, I don't I think it's unfounded mm. or. You know, no, I don't I either. It's, it's, uh, that was going to kind of bring me to my second point was like, I, I think the perception's already there. I think maybe it's heightened a little bit, but um, like I know, like speaking from personal experience as somebody who loves difficult games, like I have had to take a break and walk away. Um, I've lost my temper before playing video games, um, but my reaction isn't if I stop doing that, I'm somehow not a real gamer or not better or that like I'm, you know, admitting defeat. It's 
usually embarrassment if i'm being honest you know like when a game makes me like actually like scream out loud you know what i mean or if i have like a physical reaction to a game like i don't broken or anything or anything like that but i've definitely like punched the couch before um like my reaction is embarrassment like i don't think that's okay i feel like it is sometimes okay to take a break and like i think you got to have perspective like in all things that um you can't win all the time it's okay to be reinvigorated by a loss and to like want to do better and like practice and all that stuff i think that's all healthy but um i I mean you look at the fighting community especially like in you know professional gaming like um just like some of the blow-ups in the last couple years with people throwing chairs and like um getting in each other's faces over you know a fighting game like i know it's esports and you know there's money on the line all that stuff but um I don't, you know, he's such an influential person in the gaming community. You hate to see this kind of, you know, messaging and just kind of comes off as, um, I don't know, short-sighted, I guess. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll let you guys talk a little bit about, like, you know, what your experiences are with your own, like, personal demons, if you've ever gotten angry at a video game and how you feel about all this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. And he also made another, like, video where he kind of, like compared himself to like LeBron James and saying like, you think Le- you can tell LeBron James after a loss that it's a, it's just a game, uh, which I, I thought can, couldn't be a, a dumber comparison, you know, like apples to oranges in my yeah. opinion. And not to mention, I don't think LeBron James after a loss is punching holes through a wall, yelling at his parents or screaming at his teammates, you know, in front you know, for everybody to see. It's a big, it's a big difference. I think um, with what people are getting at with the, it's just a game. I think when, I think he misses that, you know, I think it, yeah, like you said, short-sighted is, is, is putting it perfectly, right? When someone's saying it's just a game, they are not trying, like he's taking it as a personal attack that they are belittling his competitiveness, his, you know, basically his, his career, right? What his life revolves around. Like it's, that's not the case. What people are, mm-hmm. when people say it's just a game, people are trying to actually, for the most part, is cheer you up, uh, console you you in 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 a sense right like man like like hey man take it easy it's just a game relax just just try to have some fun that's usually where it comes from it's not i don't think most people are saying it's just a game you're an idiot or you're stupid like that's usually not what happens um when people are saying that that um i I think it usually comes from a place that people would just want you to just enjoy yourself and have fun or it's kind of like a reminder that what you're doing is something fun so you know you're doing it for fun because you enjoy it try not to let it you know, suck the life out of you. For me, um, I, I've dealt with that. Like I used to be like growing up when I was a kid, I used to be super competitive, particularly with Halo 2. It's part of why I stopped playing that game. I used to play for money. I would get crazy competitive and yeah, man, I would fucking chuck a controller across the room and then feel bad about it. Like feel embarrassed about it afterwards. Like, damn, like I fucking almost broke this controller. Um, and over time, like I just let go of it a bit like but it but it's still there you know like i am i'm much more likely to rage out if i'm playing by myself than if i'm playing like with a group of people so that's why most of the games i like to play are with a group because i tend to enjoy myself more but even then sometimes sometimes you'll get angry out of frustration like uh chris you and i have gone at it at, at a raid and you know well all of us have gone at it you mm-hmm. know when when a raid's not working out you know you play the blame game you you know you get frustrated sometimes you think you're doing everything right and everybody else is screwing up so that happens too, you know, and it's and it's kind of part of what makes you better. I'm I'm with him on in that regard. Like, you know, you gotta you gotta take your losses and and learn from them. That that makes you better. But calling people weak and um, 
you know, a lazy human being, you know. He said like it's you're a lazy human being, you know. Break, dude. Like, 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 get real, man. And and it's a shame. Like, like this guy, you know. I'm I'm not trying to be a hater. He's made his living off of playing, you know, Fortnite and all of that. You've got a lot of kids that follow, you know, follow you. You're basically telling them, hey, man, it's a, it's okay to act like a jackass. That's just you trying to get better and taking the game seriously, like. Like, no, man, you've got a lot of inf- kids who are easily influenced by what you do and say, you know, especially, man, I see like seven or eight-year-olds just watching people on Twitch and Mixer and all that stuff. Like, um, you just, you have to be a little bit more self-aware than to say something so stupid, you know, even if you think that, like, I, you know, people like you and I, adults, you know, will take you with a grain of salt, will criticize you and move on. It doesn't affect me whatsoever, but... Um, you tell that to like these 10, 12 year olds that play Fortnite and are watching you play on a regular basis. Like, you know, I, it's just borderline irresponsible if you ask me. And it just came across as kind of a dick move in, in my opinion. And at the end of the day, man, I love video games, but it really isn't that serious. It really isn't. I think the thing that sucks, especially, you know, is like, um, that he doubled down, you know, um, on it instead of taking some time to reflect and be like, all right, you know what? this is how it came across let me clarify you know like you you always if you're competitive and you want to get better you need to stay hungry you know like that means like you need to put in the time you got to put in the effort and you need to channel you know that feeling of like you know oh man like i lost and i'm competitive and take that you know energy and invest it in getting better and practicing you know like um basically what i was trying to say is don't give up you know like if you lose like don't give up like i mean he could have spun this so many different ways and he can even sorry sorry i'm sorry no it's all right and just for him to like kind of double down on it uh it's just like i don't know man it's just just a bummer because um he's to the point now where like he doesn't need to compete to make his money like he can log in like he's got so many followers he could probably play just about anything he wanted on stream and make a living off of it you know what i mean so it's that perspective thing you know we talked about being a little short-sighted like um, I, I don't think anybody likes seeing a sore loser, you know, like in any sport. Um, and I feel like this makes him less attractive as like a quote, like, you know, e-athlete to me. But yeah, I, I also think like he could even instead of like either quote unquote clarifying or, or apologizing, he could even still double down on his belief on it while also distant, like distancing himself from from your typical gamer. Right. Like. You can kind of acknowledge like, hey, look, this is this is what fuels me. This is the way that I feel. Um, you know, I take this very, very seriously. This is my career, my life, my livelihood, right? And I could understand that. But you can also say like, you know, but sometimes it's not always good uh, to get that emotionally invested. You know, sometimes anything like, you know, getting that riled up about anything is, is generally not healthy, right? So you can kind of own how you feel about something, but not act like, that is the superior way uh to, to to be to be or to behave you know or to you know to conduct yourself right like that's cool if you think if you take it that seriously maybe that's why you're as good as you are how successful you are but to but the it's almost condescending in the way that he goes about it because he kind of he basically implies that if you're not like him you're a bitch you know like you're 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 yeah. you're weak you know like or a lazy or human somehow, being, as he says. <laughs> yeah, like a lesser human being if you're not like him, you know? Like, you know, you could have said it in such a better way. Like, I could understand. I could say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm like this. You know, this is how serious I take it. Um, it's not for everyone. 
and it's not healthy, but you also got to release one way or another, you know, like there's, there's so many different things that he could say. And, you know, I don't know how, how old is Ninja. He's, um, he's too young and too dumb. <clears throat> he's, I think, under 30. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my thing is, if that's been his no. only job, his reality is just, <laughs> it's so misconstrued that he has more money than brain matter at this point. 28. I, I, yeah, is yeah, he's a stupid age. How so old is he? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. I, My I thing mean, is, I, I don't used know. Twenty eight's not like necessarily like. I mean, I understand what you're saying. That's still young, but I, I but feel like twenty eight's old enough to ha- have some perspective on life. I will tell you. My first time I going to PAX, we we got to the lobby. And me, my friend George, my friend uh, Gooch, uh, I can't remember my other friend's name. My, oh, oh, my cousin, cousin Jason. And uh, we we got to the lobby of the hotel, and the first thing that we saw was Cloud9 Gaming just lost in the Halo tournament. They were all in the lobby just talking to each other about strategy and whatnot. And even hearing them as I was sitting in the lobby, like they they were like – going through gameplay and everything. It was like, it was like, like a football game. It was like, they went through strategy, everything. And then they were even saying like how good the other team was like, because they did this, they did this, they did that. And it was not like they were all like, Hey, uh, we need to get better. And uh, we're all weak and, and crappy. We bought them all drinks. We bought them all drinks all night. I, I'm glad they didn't have a game the next day because we all, we all went out drinking, but it was, it was just a different experience to see that. And I did like gamer battles and stuff where we played people uh, from Rainbow Six Vegas and other things, and I I don't think I've ever been mad enough to throw a controller. Uh, I just like gaming, like like Rocket League. Like y- y- somebody makes a badass goal, you're like shit, man, nice shot. Like you got to give credit. But I, I don't understand uh, Ninja's mindset, which 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 comes to my mind is sadly being from Baltimore was David Katz, the guy who lost the Madden tournament and just started shooting people. Like that was that was right down the road. It was like a mile from where I live. Yeah, Jacksonville. (laughs) And it's like things like that. I see now more of that happening now because Ninja, who influences oh god, I hate that word. Uh, but he he (laughs) he has such a reach for people, like you said, younger people, older people. I see more of a a problem now where people are gonna start fighting uh or or shooting or or doing whatever because of this, because you have to be as good as ninja, first of all. Or just even like bad attitude, man. Like I don't know, man. I think about my thing is he's got his own servers. It's like you have a server built in your room where they put you against weak-ass people, and you still lose. It's yeah. like if he's still losing and making money, he lost twice. You, can, you can go down. I mean, this, this, this guy has been – it's not the first time he's been in hot water for a number of things that, that, that center around, like, being self-centered, entitled, and sometimes being kind of a jerk, man. Like, you know, if you just go down a list of some of his controversies, you can even see them on Wikipedia. I mean, a dude didn't want to stream with female gamers that have quote unquote respect to his wife. Uh, he released the address of a donor because he had a racist screen name, which is doxing, oh, right? God. Which is supposed to be the doxing, yeah. Oh, Even though he was only given a forty-eight hour suspension, he dropped the N-word while while singing a song. Uh, he reported someone for having a higher ping than him. <laughs> reported another player for falsely reported a player for stream sniping. No. I mean. Like, you know, like the guy's not, he's not a stranger to just doing dumb no, there, shit that's just. There are people better than him, man. too. I hate to say that, but there are, for some reason, he's only out there because of his blue hair and everybody knows Ninja. Yeah, but there are well, a crap load of more streamers to the way too much on that. Me. Like, uh, it's just, <clears throat> uh, you know, he's a, a very public facing figure. Yeah. Um, 
you just like to see like a little bit more positivity or just care taken like in his messaging um right. i mean just like plain and simple and like we talk about it. it's a big conversation constantly in our killer queen community both locally and on a, a national level um you know like i know there's a few people that uh, in the killer queen community that like listen to the podcast i'm not gonna like say names or anything but like we have a couple people that have struggled you know like openly like with some anger issues um because it's very competitive you know we they're they're like people like like i go out two sometimes three times a week to play that arcade game you know and i, I dump a lot of time into it and a lot of people work hard and you know people can get frustrated and and tempers can flare and you know where we've come down on a community is like you know some people are just wired to to run a little hotter right like that and you know we've said it is okay to feel what you need to feel in the moment like, you know, <clears throat> that might just be something that like you're never going to be able to fully undo. But where where you cross the line and where it's not OK is where you act on it. Yep. And so a couple of those people um, like I have to give credit to, man, like they have adapted, you know, and understood. We've had some conversations that I'm sure are tough and they have kind of a system in place where they go do something else, you know, for like they take a time out or do what they need to do to kind of keep that in check. And I have the utmost respect for somebody that's aware that has the self-awareness to do that. I think that's not easy, you know, especially in the moment when you are running a little hotter. Um, and, you know, like you, it wasn't, I think it was before you got to glitch when, uh, down there, uh, George, like when we hung out on Saturday um, a couple weeks ago for the, you know, it was like a big inner city tournament, but there was yeah. one point where somebody got warm because they were, you know, doing the, you know, bumping fists and saying good game. And um, he, you know, the, the one player um, refused to, you know, shake hands or say good game. And somebody from our scene rightly called him out on it and was like, dude, you know, like it's you got to say good game like that's You know, that's that's it's sportsman like it's just, as much as you don't want to do it like come on, man, don't be like that. And the guy like, you know, kind of like walked away from him and he went and told one of the moderators, like, you know, he's like, I don't mean to sound like a little child, but you know, I wish this guy a good game. And uh, he refused to say good game. Like it's, it's in the tournament rules. Right. And they went and had a talk with them and they're like, Hey, you do that again. Like you're, you're out, man. Like there's no room for that. Like it sucks to lose, but it is just a game and we're all here to have fun and be competitive. And like, you gotta, you gotta maintain the sportsmanship, man. And like, I think a sore loser is one of like my like biggest pet peeves. That's, that's the reason. Like I used to love Conor McGregor, man. All the shit talking and everything. Mm -hmm. As soon as as yeah. soon as I, I you know saw what uh, kind of a poor sport he could be and just like you know an asshole outside of the ring and everything. Like it's just like there's talking a little bit of shit, you know, and and selling the fight ahead of time. Like all the all the fighters do that, and then there's kind of being a piece of shit, you know. And I was like, I think this guy's kind of a piece of shit. So I just you know I stopped kind of stopped supporting him and. I, you know, uh, he's no doubt talented, but I, um, I have a hard time respecting somebody like that. So he did good that last fight, though. He hugged that, that guy's grandma, <laughs> like, like, apologize for <laughs> kicking, her, kicking her grandson's butt. But, you uh, know, my point, I wasn't trying to, sorry, I tried to get no, I, I get it too. I know because likes, even, uh, even <laughs> MMA too, so I, I can foresee this going off rails uh, pretty quickly here, but. <laughs> But, hey, you know, I I wanted to bring it up because, I mean, it is something that's kind of close to me, number one, because we have that conversation frequently in our community. Um, but also, like, you know, I think we all have probably personal experiences of, of different degrees, you know, with, with dealing with anger. Like I say, I play from software games a lot. Not only that, but I play them, you know, to like ridiculous amounts. Um, so I know like Sekiro, man, I had some like my wife at one point was like, are you sure you actually enjoy playing these games? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I do. I do. I She's like, you yelling off a lot. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's embarrassing when you like when you lose control, you know, even if it's a little bit. Um, 
Zach, how how are you, man? Gaming wise, are you? Would you consider yourself an angry gamer? Like, do you have you ever lost control like of your temper? Uh, absolutely. Uh, not so much <laughs> now, but like when I was younger, definitely. I've I've thrown a few controllers in my day. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't help that uh, my stepfather also used to throw controllers when we would play games. Yeah. So he would throw them. I would throw them. We would play Tekken and um, MLB Slugfest, mm-hmm. and it was just a back and forth in those games and you know he would lose throw the controller i would lose throw the controller but you know as i grew up and you know, that that dissipated and I, I don't do that anymore i definitely still get mad at games i still yell at my games but that's in the comfort of my own home with nobody watching yeah so um, that's my biggest fear streaming honestly is that like i'm gonna play mm-hmm. something that's gonna make me rage out like I'm way more aware of it. Like when I start feeling myself getting a little tilted, like, and I'm glad I have the chat in those moments because rather than get mad, like I just, I look over at the chat and see what people are saying. And so far people have been nice, you know, you got this or like, Ooh, that sucks, you know? And I kind of just talk through it, man. But like, I mean, that's, that's a huge fear of mine that I'm just going to flip my shit like on, you know, <laughs> well there was some yeah or some like multiplayer games where you like you're doing good like or you're on a kill streak or something then you just like die out of nowhere or something and you're just like oh what the fuck dude like like there's just sometimes where you just can't like like control it but as far as like what to like turn this around onto what what ninja said and everything i i want to say like i i absolutely get what he's saying like where he's coming from Mm-hmm. I think to some um, extent we all do. Yeah. 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 Like his mentality, like I get where he's coming from and everything, but it's, it's the way he went about it. Like, like you were saying, he could have spun it in a hundred different ways and stuff, you know? And, and he's creating a culture that like, if you don't, if you don't get good, which is like, a, you know, one of those terms that's just uh, a lot of people hate to hear. And a lot of people love to spew. Um, you know, if you don't get good at this game, then the, the they don't want to play with them. And that puts a lot of pressure on a lot of people who are only okay at those games, but still like to really play them to get, you know, um, substantially or whatever, if that's the right word, better than they are in order to be able to not be ridiculed when they're going into these games and losing and everything like that. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, it definitely creates a, a toxic environment. And, and I understand that, he literally does this for a living. You know, I, I, that's why I, I get where he's coming from. His mentality is, is my money is me winning. You know, I, I, when I'm winning is when I'm at my best is when people like to watch me is when, you know, is, is how, again, how he makes his money and everything. So I, I get that, but you know, you don't see, you can be mad. Like I'm mad all the time when I lose, whether it's sports or or video games or whatever somebody has a better drawing than me i'm mad you know like i i wanted to win but i'm not gonna you know belittle everyone around me for or, or you know because i lost it just it, it doesn't make sense to me it's i need to get better this person did something better than i'm saying like hey you know relax you know it's just a game like you know to call somebody i don't know weak or lazy or whatever just yeah but like yeah a- it's just a game thing is that's that's going to get thrown around forever and ever because the the people that are throwing out it's just a game and and i I don't mean to sound like that like those people but i'm just saying like those aren't the people that are playing games super competitively those are the people that are turning on call of duty after school or whatever to you know sit down and play a few games with their friends or you know people who play whatever four or five hours a week compared to the people you know like ninja who are playing you know, like literally putting in work hour times, 80, 90 hours a week or whatever, playing these video games. 
So like it's when those people tell someone like Ninja to, you know, relax, man, it's just a game. Like, I mean, yeah, it may be just a game to you, but to him, this is, this is his living. Um, you know, you know, and I get what he says. You wouldn't go up to, you know, Tom Brady and say, Hey man, relax. It's just a game. You you get him next time. It's, it's when, when you're making your money and the thing that somebody's telling you to just relax about, like, this is how, you know, I, I put food on my table and everything. But like I said, the way he went about it and all that, his work, his choice, choice, his, <laughs> say uh, it's like a, a weak mindset because at the end of the day, like I, I I'm sympathetic to his point of view to a certain extent, but this is not life or death shit. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Like, um, and I think to say like, you know, t- like, if you don't get angry, you lost twice. Like that's where he really like loses me on it is like, if you don't get angry, you lost twice. Like I just, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't think um, that's the right choice of words. I don't know if that's what his intention was. Like everything's gotten so kind of muddy with him, you know, trying to uh, talk about it again after the fact. But um, like, I think hungry sure. You know, like, you know, uh, if you're motivated and you're hungry and you're focused, like, you know, if you don't like do that after losing, like, then I'm 100 percent with. Them. Yeah. Like you like, you know, if you want to get better, like you need to put in time and effort. Like I get that mindset, but like getting angry, like and again, with what the perception is with the gaming community. And like George said, to some extent, what the reality is with the gaming community. Um, I don't think that's his message. So. And it wasn't even wanna... it wasn't even like, you know, like a tournament or anything. He was just streaming. Right. I know. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So like that just makes it even worse. Like you're like I understand this is your job and streaming. Like you're just streaming to have fun and like talk with your fans and and do all it's that. Like, like it'd be like if somebody charge people to watch him play a game of pickup football, right? And then got mad, you know, if he lost, like against I don't know whoever. Yeah, like a, a a team put together out of nowhere, Brady and a few of his friends, and the other team wins. Like Brady's not gonna go and just rip his. But he's still getting paid. You know, that's the that's exactly. the apple to apple comparisons. Like, let's say, like they charge you know money to for for that. You know, like he was still getting money in his pocket. Like, what you know? I don't know. Crazy. Uh, anybody else want to add anything before we wind down? All right, let's talk about what we've been playing, and uh, we'll get out of here. George had to bounce. He has got a prior engagement this evening. Um, who wants to start? Who wants to update us on what they've been playing? Did I tell you guys I beat Dragon Age? Yes, mm-hmm. last week I was uh, I was excited that you got to finish that finally because we talked about Solos and oh yes, how he was yes. in your party and how it broke your heart, the Dread uh, Wolf and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so now I'm now I'm on a Assassin's Creed Odyssey is what I've been uh, going. I'm kind of going through my backlog right now. So yeah, good time for it, right before the yeah. big storm. Yeah, definitely, and 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 I'm liking it. Um, you know, it, it feels like Origins, just a little more. And I loved Origins, so I'm I'm liking what I'm what I'm playing. I picked Cassandra. I guess she's the canon, yeah, the canon character. Um, so I picked her, and, and and I'm glad I did. She seems she seems super fun. So uh, I can't wait to uh, you know play more with her. And then I actually started the Blair Witch. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so uh, super super interesting uh, how the whole camera concept works and everything. And um, you know, it's it's like super creepy, not in the sense of I'm like, I'm not afraid of jump scares or anything like that. And I, I haven't even been like super scared yet. It's just the whole atmosphere is like spooky, especially because like I, I know what the Blair Witch is and everything from from the movies and all that. So like I kind of know what to expect. But since it's a game and everything and it's inter- interactive, I'm, I'm super intrigued as to how they're going to throw that all that kind of stuff at you. The boys from RKG on Halloween this year did like a in costume, like full stream of that game. Um, That was fun. 
that's cool. Did, did you watch it? Like, did did it like how did you? Uh, I watched about half of it, and um, I was like, yeah, this is this is cool. Um, I just I got distracted by other stuff, and it slipped, you know, kind of yeah. further and further down my watch history on YouTube. Um, that's the biggest problem these days is like. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I like watching, like everything from kind of funny to like some IGN shit to, you know, the RKG. Like, so I feel like, and then of course, like regular TV shows, there's just never enough time in the day to, to watch it all, unfortunately. Yeah. And then I, I actually um, just beat Luigi's Mansion too. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, that's what I love about my Switch is like, I, I get games on there and, and I don't feel like obligated to run through them, you know, all at once. That's what I love about it. I can just pick my Switch up and, play here and there and all that so uh, i really enjoyed my time for what i played with it it took me about i think 13 or 14 hours to get through the whole thing nice yeah so uh, uh i really enjoyed it uh I, I didn't play the second one so i only played the first one in this one um but yeah it it you know brought me right back to when i was playing on the the gamecube and everything but obviously you know just you know better evolved and everything so a uh, really cool game I, I i didn't play any of the multiplayer stuff i i don't know anybody else who has the game and everything so um i didn't dabble in that but as far as the campaign and everything goes i thought it was like it was a like cute game and you know just um really lighthearted and you know you didn't have to rack your brain too hard playing it or anything the puzzles were super light so yeah super cool game and that's pretty much it for me very cool um, I've been working through uh, Death Stranding still. I am. Oh, I did the chapter where you first meet Mads, like officially in like the war zone and the mama chapter. And I think I'm in uh, the what's his name? Um, Hartman. Is that the, the Guillermo del Toro character? That chapter's oh. one I'm in. Oh, what's his name? Hartman, right? Because it's not Die Hartman. Die Hartman's the guy with the mask. Yeah, the, the 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 guy you talked to, like the yeah. Um, uh, God, what's his? It's name? not Dead Man because Dead, Dead Man's the guy that, that Dead Man's like... Guillermo del Toro. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah, that's, yeah, that's the name Dead of the chapter. Man. Anyway, like so I'm doing that. Um, that's cool. Still really enjoying it. I've got to just have some discipline and and I think to start mainlining the game because I keep getting distracted by doing quests and shit. I'll just never finish the game if I don't just put the pedal down. So I think that's what I'm gonna do. And then you know I can always go back and do more if I want. On the Switch, I have given up on Dragon's Dogma. I broke the bad news to George. Told him it's just not for me. I'm sure that game was great when it came out. It does nothing for me now, and I've put it in 12 hours. I feel like that's more than enough for an RPG to grab you or not. So, sadly, that game is going to be left behind. Um, while I'm waiting for something to come out on the Switch that I really want to play, um, I am playing Hotline Miami 2, which is cool. Um, you know, uh, I think the first game has a cooler soundtrack. And it's, you know, um, like neat because it's the original i kind of like the story of two like it's, there's a lot more story there that's kind of cool um so i'm digging that part of it uh those games are frustrating sometimes um just some of the some scenarios and i don't like that you can't like you can't customize your mask nearly as much in this one as you could in one that's my other complaint like one i felt like you could pick a play style and kind of like go with it and two like it's just not um like you like because you're swapping between characters like depending on the level like sometimes you can pick a mask sometimes you can't um, so I'm not that as down with it for that reason, I don't think. But um, finally, I've been on stream playing Bloodstained Curse. Uh, sorry, uh, Ritual of the Night. Uh, almost done with that. Probably would have finished it if my TV hadn't gotten zapped or had whatever catastrophic failure it was. Like something happened. They thought it was a power surge. Maybe when I talked to the tech, but that's being fixed. And then Sekiro, of course, which I'm continuing on stream tonight. We're recording this on a Thursday, like we always do. So about 8:30 tonight, I'll be uh, playing Sekiro, making good progress on that. 
How about you, Bobby? What you been playing? Uh, I just picked up the uh, Vanquish slash Bayonetta uh, PS4. I want to say that it's like a HD remake. It, it doesn't really seem like it uh, ever since playing stuff like uh, Resident Evil uh, 2. But um, it, it's been good so far. I've enjoyed it. The only reason I wanted to play Vanquish is because every time I do like a uh, like a Spotify or any kind of uh, music channel, Vanquish seems like a video game channel. Vanquish seems to come up more than than I think it should. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a whirl. And it came out with a steelbook. So I've enjoyed it so far. Awesome. Yeah, I loved uh, I played Bayonetta one on the uh, the switch and um, I really, really uh, enjoyed playing one and two. Um, yeah, they're cool. Good. They're fun. Like, you know, especially once you like if you take the time to learn some of the combos, like you don't need to learn every combo. But if you get like, you know, five or six in your back pocket, like the combat can get really, really cool. And it's fun oh, to like yeah. to get like the, the good ratings. You know, it feels nothing better than get like the platinum rating or whatever. So very cool. Yeah. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to uh, plug before we go? Uh, I'm still trying to hook up my channel, uh, Robbie Bobby Miller at Twitch. Um, I finally got video up and my mic, so I'm testing it. So we'll see how that goes. But hopefully I'll be live with a real channel uh, sometime in 2020. Awesome, man. Yeah, I know it takes a little bit. As oh, you yeah. can see, like I just it was like last month started like streaming, solo streaming, got my green screen and stuff like. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty nice. Yeah, pretty yeah good. man, that's cool. It just takes time. I just made affiliate status. So that's cool. Nice. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Rental Rush is my channel. Um, like I said, I'll be alternating between Sekiro and Bloodstain, and then probably will throw Doom in um, once I finish one of those games. Uh, this weekend we're doing a um, fuck it, I we're crazy for doing it honestly, but um, I'm playing Bioshock One and Bioshock Infinite for Rental Rush, so the proper Rental Rush uh, for the month of February. Um, I know those games inside and out, so that's the one shining ray of hope there. But I'm probably looking at about 26 hours of gameplay between Friday and Sunday. So um, nice, strap in, st- stop in the chat if you have any favorite parts, you know, of the games. Um, the two people that are playing, one has played like no bioshock the other one has played i think all of infinite and bits and bobs of the original so it should be kind of fun i was like taking people through like a game for the first time especially one that i know so well because i can kind of sit back and enjoy their enjoyment and like kind of point out trivia and easter eggs and stuff like that so it'd be cool all right zach anything for you buddy yeah my twitter is uh it's gonna be at optimus prime o-p-t-i-m-m-u-s-p-r-i-m-m-e-e Nailed it. And I'm at It's Waterman on Twitter. And Bobby, you're at uh, Smooth423 on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I, I'm Smooth423 on Twitter and Robbie Bobby Miller for Twitch and other things. I'm trying to work out which way I'm going to go, but that's what it is for now. Fantastic. Well, um, it's been a pleasure as always, fellas. Uh, listeners, going to ask you a favor. Give us the like. Give us the share. Give us the subscribe. And really, the share is the important part. Like, tell one friend about it. Um, you know, it, it mean the world to us. Leave us a quick review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And uh, yeah, if you don't follow us on those social media platforms, like we mentioned, uh, please do that as well. It, it would be a huge help. But uh, until next week, we love you. Have a good night. Later. See ya.